They say a leopard can't change its spots, but it can cause a whole lot of shenanigans. A wild beast is hard to tame, so why not just, like, go with it? At least that was the classic Hollywood writer-director Howard Hawks philosophy. Back in 1937, Hawks had signed a contract with RKO Pictures to adapt the poem Gunga Din by Rudyard Kipling, who was the writer of Jungle Book. Uh, however, due to a studio dispute between RKO and MGM, Hawks was unable to get stars Clark Gable and Spencer Tracy on loan for the film, so it was indefinitely delayed. But instead of twiddling his thumbs, Hawks decided to get to work on a passion project of his that he'd been wanting to take on for a bit, adapting Hagar Wilde's short story, Bringing Up Baby. Wilde was an established short story writer at the time with one film credit under her belt when she published Bringing Up Baby in Collier Magazine in 1937. Hawks read that short story and fell in love with it and wanted to make it into a film. He convinced RKO Pictures to purchase the film rights to the short story for $1,004, and Hawks developed a film treatment for the story alongside Wilde. However, when the time came to write the screenplay, Hawks brought in Oscar-winning screenwriter legend Dudley Nichols to provide the film with structure and continue to develop the story with Wilde. Hawks even brought in a handful of ghostwriters to provide more slapstick gag humor to the film. Kind of a hodgepodge of a script. Hepburn and Grant were cast to play the two leads of the film, and they were off and running. Principal photography took place in late 1937 with a budget of just over $1 million. Bring Up Baby premiered in theaters in February of 1938. Its commercial performance was inconsistent. It was profitable in some regional markets, but very unprofitable in others, leading RKO to deem the film a flop, even though essentially it broke even financially. The studio was so underwhelmed by bringing up Baby's box office performance that they released Hawks from his two-film picture, causing him to be replaced on Gunga Din. However, Bringing Up Baby received wide critical acclaim from audiences at the time, and its popularity has only increased since. In the years since it was released, the film has been recycled and used as inspiration for other filmmakers and Hawks himself. In 1990, it was selected for preservation by the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress. Entertainment Weekly named it one of the 25 greatest films of all time. It's on the National Film Society's list of 100 essential films and has been included in multiple AFI best lists. So I guess you could say, no one puts baby in the corner. You know, you could do your best to tame the chaos, but you can't change its spots. So today, we're on a hunt for the answer to the question, bringing up baby, what's it about? I'm Ricardo Boy Diaz. I'm Seth Crow. I'm Megan Brennan. And this is the What's It About Film Plug of the show, where we try to glean the meaning of it all through the media we consume, pulling it to ourselves and seeing how it reflects in our own lives. Seth and Megan, how are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you guys? Doing great, Ricky. Good to see you. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I, I I do love the way they talk in those old movies. It's so I funny. I love it. I, I, I Gosh, I wish I remember. I read this article where they talked about why they talked like that. But one of the reasons was their microphones at the time uh, picked up higher frequencies better. So everybody's voices kind of sounded a little bit higher pitched than they really are. So like, yeah. that's one of the reasons they kind of talk like this. It's a little bit higher pitched, you see? There's also, I know that part of it is um, they were like, when actors are being trained, as far as I understand, they needed an accent that wasn't like, you couldn't pinpoint where it was from. Mm. So they invented the transatlantic accent. (laughs) The transatlantic accent. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. British, half English, half. uh, Whatever you like, see. (laughs) No one said see in this movie. (laughs) 
I don't I'm, know. She might have. She might have. Yeah. She might have when she was doing that. when she was doing the gangster thing at the end. Yeah. 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 I think that's like one of the first things she says. Listen, yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a good Catherine Hepburn uh, impression going last night. She's uh, funny. God, I love her. I, I gotta get the voice up here like this. See. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of good. That's pretty good. But yeah. only in this movie because this David. movie she's like. Playing a little different. She every time she said David, is anyone who watched Shit's Creek? Yeah, yeah. She reminded me so much of of yeah. Ew, David. Ew, David. <laughs> One time, David. Oh yeah. god, it made me laugh every time because I was like, is that where that came from? <laughs> <laughs> um, look at Seth in his little hat. He is in a hat. Is it's that a, a shout out? It's a the Panama. Ode? No, I'm a Panama. You're a you're a Panamanian. That's true. This is a Panama hat that was a gift. Mm-hmm. Interesting, and... interesting fact about the Panama hat. So the Panama hat got popularized uh, in the construction of the Panama Canal. Um, but Panama hats – and so like a lot of people were wearing those hats while they were working, keep the sun off them. But most of the people that were wearing them were actually immigrant workers from Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Like the hat actually was like – was popular in Ecuador and a bunch of Ecuadorians came over to, to, for, to work and build the, the canal and they were wearing these hats and that's when these hats became popular and the Americans in particular saw these who they thought were Panamanians wearing the, this, these hats and so they started calling them Panama hats. Who are the they, famous people that have worn Panama hats? Uh, I know Teddy Roosevelt. Like, Casablanca? Like the- Did they wear, I think they wear them in Casablanca. I, I do feel like a paleontologist in this hat. You do look like a panatologist in that hat. Um, Panama Jack? Panama Jack. Panama! That's Kangaroo Jack. No, Panama Jack is the brand. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm not wearing a hat, but I'm wearing a Jaguars jersey. Good. Nice. So okay, it, I feel to, like... To loop yeah, in you're with a little leopard. underdressed, Megan. I've been, I've been dog-sitting. I've been on my own leopard watching journey um Catherine, so I'm, Catherine Hepburn's clothes in this movie are incredible and the dress she's wearing when they're at like in the beginning and she's doing the olive trick yeah yeah with the like ribbons in her hair I love that dress yeah. um yeah it's wonderful but yeah I was I don't have my whole wardrobe with me and I just I drove back here to because my mic was here so mm. I I'm sorry I would have done better I do have a dress that looks a lot like. Oh, I, I really you could have told us you were wearing leopard print, and we and we would have never known. <laughs> I don't have any leopard print. We, again, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> oh boy! So all yeah, right, we're talking, baby. We're talking about bringing up baby today, Megan. You picked bringing up baby. Uh, Why did you pick bringing up baby for us? Uh, okay, I realized when we were watching it that I I don't know if there's like a theme that. It reminded oh, me of when um, there's a theme. We were, well, there is. Well, it reminded me of when we were shut up. We were talking about Sister Act Two, and um, Miriam mm-hmm. was like, "It's just like so, like she just likes it. Like maybe there's not like a specific theme that she immediately gets from it." But um, I watched this movie when I was in. It's just an all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. Like it's just all the ones I pick. But I watched it when I was um, every Friday. My mom and I would get our little Netflix DVDs, and I would curate our Netflix list. And I would go through like the TCM best movies ever, like the VH1s, like I love the 80s or 70s or whatever. 
And I vividly remember watching this one for the first time because I was like 15, 14 maybe Mm -hmm. with my mom and just being shocked that it was funny. Like I was like, oh my God, this is funny. Like I was like, and it was, I don't know, it was like a, a turning point in my movie taste and my love of movies, I think. And like the breadth of like what, how far back I went. What do you find funny about it? I want to know what you find I, funny about it. If you don't think this is funny, you're wrong. So it's... <laughs> there are five it's not words. funny. I didn't say that. I, I just want to know what you think is funny about it. I think it's... To, I really like um, like a little throwaway, like the wordplay. I like their quick back and forth. I like their banter. I like One of my favorite lines is when... Like a good example of it is when Catherine Hepburn and... Carrie Grant are in her apartment and he's like, you've got to get out of this apartment. And she goes, David, I can't, I have a lease. I like stuff like that gets me. It gets me so good. I laughed out loud. I don't know. It just is so funny to me. Um, it's like kind of subtle, but also pretty slapstick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think people, I think people try to do that now and it just doesn't, I think the time has passed. I'm not sure it lands. And I think maybe we don't have actors who can kind of pull it off in the same way. Um, Anyway, yeah, I watched this movie. It was um, also it was my first exposure to Catherine Hepburn, <laughs> and I adore her mm-hmm. um, as a person, as an actress, as just she's so cool. She's so so cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I love Cary Grant. I've always loved Cary Grant because my mom loved Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Still loves Cary Grant. I I agree with that. I think some of the humor in this in this movie is really really clever like i i'm one of my favorite movies is airplane and airplane does a lot of those like word trick type type tricks yeah and like those stuart word structure jokes and so mm-hmm. like jokes like like the least one i all that one got me <laughs> too like and then whenever they do like a little word plays like that yeah I, I really did enjoy uh that the movie when like when that was happening because i was like oh man that's so good that's so clever i love yeah. those types of that type of humor airplane is like my go-to for stuff like that yeah, um, yeah. But I this is fun. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, it also, I've always loved, like, with obviously without realizing it, like, writing has always been a really big, I'm drawn to movies that mm-hmm. have that kind of, like, quick dialogue and back and forth. And when I, like, discovered that kind of, like, His Girl Friday, bringing up baby, mm-hmm. Philadelphia story, like, that quick back and forth, I was like, oh, this is for me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, I just love that writing and it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, the jail scene is like is like a big <laughs> proponent of like, oh yeah, yeah, this is like this is farce. This is like we're pl- we're just playing with the ridiculousness of it. Where yeah. it's like, oh, so you don't have a hand? Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, okay, you're at your hand. So I was, wait, no, you don't have an hand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. He's it's being my mom. Back into it's, the jail cell. It's my yeah. it's my dad's sister. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Hepburn was kind of Lucy before Lucy. Was I love Lucy? Lucille Ball. Well, yeah. Catherine Hepburn is like I, I think we were talking about this a little bit at work, Seth, without we tried not to go too far into it, but I we didn't we didn't talk about anything except for I we stopped. Yeah. Um before like the reason I love Catherine Hepburn so much is because and this movie in particular, like she's playing I don't know, she plays like kind of versions of this sometimes, but she's normally in a lot of the ones that I have watched otherwise she's like statuesque and kind of because she's so mm-hmm. she just is that way her like presence is that way yeah and so in this one she's just yeah she's more like lucille ball more and she always has like a hint of that in anything she's doing but she leans so far in in this and it's so much fun to watch her do it mm-hmm. and she's so good at it but it's not her whole you know persona you have a 
What's going on? She's screaming. I haven't been home in two days. I'll let her in. You got a Jaguar in your bathroom. <laughs> Hold on. There's a, ja- a jungle cat in the bathroom. Should we start singing? Love is all I can give. <laughs> she loves that song. It's baby. Baby. Oh. <laughs> you okay, Nora? Okay, hi. Love is all I can give. Uh, baby. Baby. <laughs> this is my first time seeing this movie. Oh, Me cool. too. Ah. Cool. I thought it was very fun. It definitely, though, felt old. Like, yeah. It definitely felt, I, could, I could feel the age on it. Specifically, yeah. like, the plot was really, really bizarre. Like, it's supposed, yeah. it's supposed to be. But, yeah. it, like, it was like... What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I did that. notice, like, I was watching it, and I was like, I was watching, and then I checked the time. I was like, only 30 minutes has passed? Yeah, a lot happened. So much yeah. happens in that time. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it just keeps going. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy it, though. I had, once I, like, looked, like okay. I think, and uh, we'll get more into this as, like, my theme gleam. But once I let myself just, like, I was like, you know what? Just experience it and don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just, like, watch it. It, it was it ended up being much more fun for me than it was like in the first like twenty minutes or so because I was like mm-hmm. oh gosh, um, and then and then I let myself into it and, and it got better. Um, mm-hmm. What about you, Seth? So you said this is also your first time. What do you think about bringing up baby? Yeah, uh, I so I think this is the first movie I've actually ever seen where I was aware it was Catherine Hepburn. Like I mm-hmm. like I don't think I have any memory of ever seeing Catherine Hepburn. I might have, but. Um, so, like, uh, first of all, I was very jarred by how much she looks like Audrey Hepburn. Mm. Uh, oh, I don't think they look alike at all. That's interesting. Um, and, like, I can just tell that it's her mom. That's not um, her mom. Oh, is it? It's not her mom? They're not related at all. No. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought Audrey Hepburn Such was Catherine a... Hepburn's daughter. No. No, they're not related. It's just like a weird coincidence. The two of the biggest actors from like around yeah, the scene. No, they're not. Audrey related. was a little after, but yeah, it was I, just a coincidence. Oh, that's wild. Okay, I well, know. That's that's strange. I don't. Well, <laughs> they also could look alike because, you know, Hollywood had a type. Yeah. For a yeah. long time. Uh, I, f- I feel like Audrey's. I don't know. Because like, sorry. Yeah, well, I well, guess like, this doesn't. And also, like, really. I think black and white also kind of like kind of takes away a lot of details from people's faces sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, it kind of like creates like a, this like very porcelain look, especially mm-hmm. to women. I'm sure like makeup and stuff like that, like also like smooth their faces out so much that like yeah. kind of like certain facial, like uniqueness, I think probably gets lost a little bit. I think um, I, this isn't important and I don't want to cut you off Seth, but I have so many, this may have been a mistake to pick this movie because I have a lot of strongly held, um, opinions about stuff that doesn't matter and like lots of <laughs> random facts about uh well, this seems like a love kind of movie for you like, oh all like of a, mine are yeah, yeah. but um I, it's I never gonna, a bad choice to share something you love yeah yeah well, i was just gonna say the difference in their faces is always interesting to me because audrey is they're both so like singular looking mm-hmm. audrey hepburn is to me a lot like softer kind of and like mm-hmm. princess like and Catherine is so like kind of i think Catherine hepburn is one of the most beautiful people that's ever she's stunning yeah lived um, but she's so angular. It's like such, she has such an interesting face. Yeah, her like jawline is like very, yeah, her like, cheekbones are insane. Like yeah. she's so beautiful. 
but yeah. But I, I find and the comedy's sharp too. Yeah, she's on it. She was a sharp person. Speaking of um, sharp, uh, the jaguar was real. That's yeah. a, that was a real jaguar. The jaguar is well, my it would favorite. have to be. The jaguar is my favorite. Except character. except in the in the jail in the jail scene, yeah. there's one moment where uh, Cary Grant's standing next to the jaguar, and then uh, Catherine uh, Susan brings in the second jaguar. And like Cary Grant like turns to look like this, and very clearly that's a fake jaguar next to him because <laughs> Cary Grant refused refused to work with the with the jaguar. Um, or the sorry, the fair. leopard, the leopard. That's kind of um, fair. He refused to work with the leopard uh, because he's like, I don't trust that thing. <laughs> um, but uh, heard, Catherine, Catherine really enjoyed working with the the leopard yeah. until it attacked her once. Well, so like apparent, so this leopard was like a trained leopard. It was like a very domesticated leopard um, from this really popular Hollywood ca- uh, cat trainer, and this leopard was like, very very nice. Like it never hurt anybody, um, and for the it behaved the way that you see it behave in the movie. Oddly enough, like a big like a big house cat, like it it actually behaved that way on its mm-hmm. own. It just naturally was that sweet. Um, but one time, I guess one of Audrey, uh, not Audrey. Now I'm getting all mixed up. Uh, one of uh, Catherine Hepburn's uh, outfits, I guess, had like a something in the skirt or something that made it like make a weird sound that irritated oh. the leopard, and so mm. it like I guess got like upset and like swiped at her mm. because it didn't like whatever sound the clothes were making. But mm-hmm. like uh, the trainer like jumped in and like picked up the cat and like carried <laughs> carried it away. God. Impressive. Yeah. Uh, so like it, after that, Hepburn was a little bit more, because before that she was just like, oh, like I love this leopard. After that, she was yeah. a little bit more cautious with it. She's but like, I love this leopard from very yeah. far away. Carrie yeah. Grant was like, I'm not doing any scenes with the real leopard. So they That's had to like get, cre- they had to get creative with any scene that he was with the leopard that, that it wasn't like actually like right next to him. I'm I sorry, Mike. I need my face. See, <laughs> <laughs> what I love baby, but. Say? You were going to say something, Seth, about your experience watching the movie before we started. Yeah, sorry. Oh, uh, so so uh, I get Catherine Hepburn. Like, I get, like, she's she's the, besides besides the leopard, she's the other reason to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I get exhausted a little bit by, uh, by repetitive comedy. So for me, like it's it's a little difficult. Uh, it was it was, I get it, but it it's I have a hard time with old style comedies because mm. I guess I don't know why, but I it's just it's just because it's just so repetitive. Like it's just yeah, so back and forth repetitive. Yeah. Well, the, the spring yeah, I love shit like that. <laughs> the springboard off of that. And kind of get into a little bit more of like how I felt watching the movie, and then like kind of how that plays into my my theme glean a little bit is like this movie, not the movie, but the character of Susan Vance made me so angry. I know. She made me so <laughs> every time angry. Every time I watch a, a movie or a movie, every time I watch this movie with usually usually with um a guy that's their first response is like she's really fucking annoying uh, i wasn't annoyed I, I was annoyed i watch I was it mad. and i'm like she's cute no, she's well, fun. i'll she's say this fun. i'll say this uh i find david like absolutely unbearable as a human being oh i i like both of them 
I, he's like, a he's a he's a spineless yeah. fish. No, it's he's just a, like he's a butterfly. Like <laughs> Catherine's character, Susan. Susan's fun, and like he's I, fun. and like and like I get her. Mm-hmm. Like I, she's gonna do whatever she wants, you know. Mm-hmm. Like and that's and she's allowed to. She lives in her own world. Yeah, and and David is just the worst. Like no. he's he's such a stick in the mud. Yeah, I wonder if it's. Do you have any attachment to Cary Grant at all? Like, do you know Cary Grant I mean, a lot? I mean, what else is any? he in? He, well, I'm just wondering if I I'm endeared to him because I love Cary. I, I was like, it's in my blood to love Cary Grant because um, my mom like hypes him up. But I can see how in, how people could be. He he is a fuddy duddy. Like he's written that way. Oh, he, he's meant to he, be. Yeah, he's has but he, to. But be. he's so good at being like he was an yeah. arsenic and old lace. He's so fun in that. Well, he's not fun in that, but that movie. Well, the char- the character is a funny idea. Uh, yeah, but like yeah. But he's um, in movies where he's like the oh yeah, kind of this. He's kind of the straight man, but I guess he's also not because he's also um, being. But like I think where you can like David, like where people like some people like really like David is the fact that like he's so. He has no control over his life whatsoever. Like he, he like literally, like either a like people don't let him. Like he's not, he's not good at taking control, and so people can push him around a lot. Like his, like his fiance. Like the, oh, you know, he he like he wants to have this loving marriage. And he wants to have a honeymoon. He wants to have kids, and she's like, no. And he's it's like that's something you guys should have talked about before you got engaged. <laughs> to make sure you guys kind of wanted the same thing yeah. in the future but like she's like no absolutely not i'm here to facilitate your career and your greatness as a paleontologist and as he's like but i want like a family and she's like absolutely not, not at all. yeah <laughs> and it's like it's like he just has no control over anything um and so i think a lot of people can relate to this idea of feeling like man like i i'm such a a wallflower i'm such a i'm such a shy and reserved person that like people can just really whip me around any which way they want and i mm-hmm. and i am powerless to to even speak and change their mind like the whole like that's my ball <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <laughs> like and it's like oh that's a, that's my car like that's something that i thought was really really she ridiculous steal his she car. Sold, not she sold three <laughs> cars she did in this movie and see i think, I think that's so funny <laughs> Oh, don't worry. My gardener would return it in the morning. It's also it also oh, reeks of it's like it reeks of white seen, privilege. No, for sure. Yeah, no, she's this is is problematic behavior for sure. But like, I was thinking while I was watching it that you guys were probably gonna have that takeaway because one, I've I've watched it with like I, mm. I think I've only really ever like shown it to a few people um, because a lot of my friends, well, not a lot, but a couple of them I've shown other movies like this, like His Girl Friday, and like they get exhausted by the dialogue. They're like, "This is I, too much. Like it's too much back and forth." And I, I love it, but I've just learned my lesson. But I showed an ex boyfriend this movie, and I remember him being like, "She's really annoying." So I was thinking that that might be the takeaway, and also that I have a tendency to fall like deeply in love with movies where the women are on paper insane. Like she's crazy, absolutely. yeah. And, like it yeah. happened in Sleepless in Seattle too, where I was defending the. I was being like, no, obviously in real life, don't do it. But in Meg Ryan is crazy. I think it makes sense. It's so. It makes sense for um, you. It makes sense for you. You know what? I'll take that as a compliment. Because I think that's. I'll take it. You're very. You're de- you're very deliberate in your decision making. 
And those mm. women are unhinged. Yes. And so it's like they're, they're also, but they're deliberate. They know what they're doing. They're yeah. they're making choices. That's true. They both in both sleep with Nancy Allen. This like like they're both uh, taking Susan charge says, of their lives. I know I'm, what I'm doing is wild and, and out of control, but like yeah. I'm doing, I know exactly why I'm doing it. But there's yeah. a carefree nature yeah. to yeah. to it, and I don't yeah. think that you have reached a place in your life where you are unburdened with your decision making. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I don't. I mean. You speak for yourself. Depends but. on the depends on the day. Yeah. Depends on the day. Yeah. So <laughs> I think, especially if you were younger, and you're battling anxiety, seeing these women yeah. just like frivolously make choices, yeah. <laughs> is probably very cathartic. You know. And it's yeah. Also, I think the connection between because like this it's not the same movie, but Nora Ephron's parents wrote a Catherine Hepburn Tracy movie called The Desk Set, um, and. I think I can see like a direct through line so, from like so Nora the movies like this and Catherine <laughs> Hepburn's second cousin. What? I'm just trying to. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Seth, None of them are blood related. Seth, do you know how family trees work? Do we need to have a? <laughs> do we need a genealogy like this, this discussion here? <laughs> I'm just a paleontologist. I don't know what you're talking about. It's just cost a clavicle. <laughs> a clavicle. I can't like, do a David impression. I can only do a Catherine Hepburn impression. Uh, so. But to to go back to to the uh, to the uh, Susan of it all, I love the character. I think the character is hilarious. I, I love how wild she is. But I think and to get to get to my theme glean here a little bit, or at least uh, an insight about myself. This movie gave me a, a insight about myself, something I knew, but like really highlighted something about myself. So I love the character, like as a writer and as like a person who loves movies. I think the character is awesome and hilarious. Mm-hmm. As a human being, it pissed me off so much the way that she was <laughs> doing things because I have an issue with control. As in, oh yeah, as that in, be. it would it would make me so angry if somebody was treating me the way that that Susan treated David. It should make you angry it would, if somebody. It would, it would make me so upset, and the fact that like he like couldn't even say things, like talk to her. I would love it. <laughs> he couldn't even talk to her, and like and like, you know, and like get a word in because she's just that's, like so like on top of him, and I'd be like, "You're, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to that's, feed you to your jack to your leopard." One of my favorite lines is in the beginning when he's like, uh, it's not that I don't like you because in moments of silence, I'm strangely drawn toward you, but there haven't been any moments of silence. It's so good. And so I think it it revealed something in me in that like, I am such a hyper-controlled human being. Like people wouldn't think that because I do have a kind of like sporadic, scattered kind of persona that people see me, especially like at work. Uh, like when I'm with the kids and stuff like that, people I think see me as like really big and and zany and wild and silly and loose. But like that is so hyper curated <laughs> that it's like it's actually like really like in my control a lot. Um, and so like s- seeing somebody s- that you yeah seeing somebody that it's like so uncontrollable and so like like you can't I can't even express what i need because Mm -hmm. this person is just like oh just like completely overpowering Mm -hmm. like there was something in me that got really angry and that i had to like process of like no it's just a movie it's fine yeah it's fine it's a character and the character is hilarious and yeah functions well in the story but like me personally i could feel myself being like fuck if somebody was doing this to me (sighs) 
I would I would not be as like he loses his cool a couple of times, but he's for the not most, unbothered. But yeah, he's not for yeah. the most part. He kind of just resigns himself to being taken for the ride, even though like mm-hmm. he's kind of like fighting it along the way. But he really he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm pretty stubborn. I would have dug my heels in the in the sand long before. I don't know though. I don't know. I just I don't know about you, Ricky. I don't know what if do you, you mean? would have. What do you mean? That's a strong statement for yourself that I don't believe. Seth, how many times have you said, let's do this? And I said, absolutely. Yeah, but I'm not a beautiful woman. <laughs> I was going to say, if a hot, if a hot, cra- like hot in Catherine Hepburn's way, like a an otherworldly beauty with like money and like, like she just was taking you on an adventure. I take umbrage. you kind of been like, oh, okay. I take umbrage with you both. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Part of you wouldn't be like, let's just see what happens. Like, look, this is annoying. But. Look, I, I've i definitely had my days of being manipulated by women, but it's but it's much more subtle than that. Well, you're, what, my argument is you're also a people pleaser, right? But here's the thing, though. They're also, there's sometimes, though, they get to a point where there's people I don't care to please. It's, right. But this beautiful woman is going to have a lot of leeway. I, I I would bet you know money. What? I can I, I can money. I can acknowledge that I have a bias here and <laughs> that I might not be able to perceive myself accurately. I might, <laughs> you know, you have a good point. But like, but I did feel myself getting. If really it were upset. me treating you like this, you wouldn't. You would be like, "Give me my fucking god." You've treated me like this before. <laughs> that's <true>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's got me to do a lot of little things that I don't. I don't want to do. I got Ricky to dress up like a clown and go to a restaurant. Oh, that I I did I didn't not want to do that. <laughs> well, I didn't want to go to the restaurant. I didn't mind dressing up as a clown. Yeah. Seth, Seth, okay, yeah, Seth. For his birthday one year, was like, I want to dress up as clowns and go throughout the city of Chicago. And I was like, all right, I'm down. And then he brought us to one of the nicest restaurants <laughs> in the city and tried to get us in and like. Necessarily Did wasn't. You get in? No, no, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't let us in. Spiaggia. Yeah, the nicest Italian restaurant in the city of Chicago. No, they didn't let us in. We went all the way downtown. On we got on the train and we went all the way downtown, uh, and, and went to all the way up this like fifty flight escalator <laughs> to this restaurant. And they immediately were like, "You guys got to go." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's a funny story. I think it's because Keeling and Harrison's clowns were scary clowns. Yeah, I know. But as like, as like, I get it. It is. It's a fun story. You, but at the time, did you get in anywhere? Did you yeah. eat anywhere? Yeah, we did. Okay. We end up eating at this a like weird a dive. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't a dive. It was like kind of a nice Americana. Oh, that's right. Restaurant. Yeah. And it, they loved it. Like the waitresses were like. Yeah, this is awesome. We have clowns in the restaurant, and it, it was yeah. it was really weird because we we, <laughs> we just like went walking through the city for a long time. We just went walking through the city, and then just we're like, "Oh, let's try this place." And we I don't even remember what the restaurant was called. It was called it, like, like literally the American. It was, like, it was called like the American Diner or something like. Yeah, that. like we literally just like found a place and like walked in, and it was like, "Can we eat here?" And they're like, "Yeah," and like it was like it in you know on a random downtown chicago street somewhere i don't even remember it was again seth got me to do it i didn't know we were going to the nicest one of the nicest restaurants in the city i would know you were going out to eat though i knew we were going around so at that time in seth's life seth was doing this thing where he would go out throughout the day and he would clown 
he would literally put on clown makeup and he would just like pick a corner in our neighborhood and he would do clown stuff and like, you know, for tips and things like that. Um, and just for fun. So like, that was like his current kick was like clowning. And so he kept saying to like the rest of our friend group, like, I wish you guys would clown with me. Um, and then his birthday came around. I was like, will you guys please clown with me for my birthday? And I was like, we were like, sure. And then he, and then as he's doing that, he decides, but I also want to have like a nice meal. <laughs> Let's go to this really fancy restaurant. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. So like that was unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke I didn't expect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also like the, yeah. Seth, Seth was just into clowning at that point. So like it was, it was normal for him to want to go mm-hmm. around town clowning anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so we obliged him for his birthday and it definitely took us on an adventure. It's definitely one of my favorite Chicago stories. I was super embarrassed. Yeah, it's a good story. I was super embarrassed at the time though. It did not yeah. feel good to be standing, standing. And also not even only that, I wasn't just in clown makeup. I was also in basically what I'm wearing right now, which is like <laughs> some kind of like really like big, loose baggy shirt and gym shorts. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know we were going to this fancy restaurant. So I didn't even dress clothes wise appropriately. I don't know if it would have been. Do you think it would have helped? No, <laughs> I think they would have been like, "Oh, you're in a suit." This is oh, no, <laughs> but in my head, sophisticated clowns. <laughs> <laughs> let no. these clowns in. But, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but in my head, it made it worse. So it's like I'm not even a nicely dressed clown. <laughs> Look like you cl- three, you three clowns and ties, you can come in. But you, sir, you must. <laughs> You must this wait outside. This is a pants establishment. <laughs> <laughs> However, I will say, like, if they were like cool with the clown makeup, I probably wouldn't have got in because of what I was wearing. Mm. Like, if they were like, you know what, whatever with the clown makeup, sure. But with like, the outfit. but that, yeah, but it's like, but we have a dress code, mm. <laughs> you know. But because it's like, is your is makeup on your dress code? It's like it's not, is it? So no. can't. Yep. You know, if, po- was, if Post Malone showed up in a suit, <laughs> would they kick him out? I no, don't, I don't no. think so. Yeah, if you have enough money, you can look however you want, or and it's, act however you want. Steal yeah. three cars yeah. and and yeah. Uh, and walk Steal a leopard down cars. the street. Yeah, <laughs> and and cause a car accident, a hit and run. Uh, I yeah. my so like I kind of you know this is maybe redundant, but like you say you're annoyed by Catherine Hepburn. I didn't say annoyed. I said I was angry. Yeah, it it made you angry. I was not annoyed. I was angry. It made you furious. It made me furious the way that David. We're having an animal. Producers are upset. You know what? I think this this is serendipity. Yeah, Yeah, this chaos chaos that's going on in the recording of this episode. Yeah, Uh, matches. She knows we're talking about her family, little leopards. It 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 makes me angry the way that David deals with. Catherine Hepburn. I was just going to say earlier, he stomps on her foot. Yeah. Well, that's not cool. That's assault, brother. His, his unwillingness to like, he can't let anything go. And he has, he's like, just so like, he's, he's an idiot. Like the way he moves through the world is just, I don't know. It's dumb. It's like, it's like tunnel, like tunnel. Give an, give an example. I don't know, just like, even the way he talks to her, he like, like, everything is driven by his, like, everything is driven by trying to get the thing done he needs to get done. Maybe that, maybe, maybe I see this in myself, and that's why I hate it. But like, (laughs) like, he just, 
can't let things be. He has to be like trying to, oh, I have to go do this and I have to go do this. Well, I can't do that because I have to go do this. You know, I'll be with you he's tomorrow, getting, Mr. Peabody. Why, he's getting one, married at three o'clock. Like See, I think, yeah, that's, uh, but I do think it's probably how he operates. It's just, it's heightened because he does have, he does have like a, he needs to be back. Like he needs yeah. to be thinking about that because he's supposed to get married. Yeah. And what, he's supposed to get a million dollars. Why is there always somebody named Mr. Peabody in really Mr. old movies? Mr. Peabody. Because it's fun to say. Peabody. Transatlantic accent. Peabody. I think that, like, is it, like, a stand-in for, like, the Rockefellers? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? maybe. That's a good question. I'm yeah. going to look it up. So what is your theme glean, Ricky? So my theme glean is that, like, you, you can't control chaos. So you might as well let it, con- let it take you for a ride. Like, the more you try and control a situation, especially if it's, like, way bigger than yourself – it's just trying to control it is just going to cause you stress and it's going to, it's not good for you. So if like things feel out of control, you just kind of got to release into it yeah. and you never know what, what you come out with on the other side. Sometimes you come out with a great clown story. Sometimes you come out with a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it is. For me, it's like this woman is, is embodiment of like, of just chaotic energy Jeez. and like, and like for me, I bottle up that kind of impulse a lot because it scares me. I, I'm scared of being out of control, and so watching someone be so out of control and then affecting another person because that's the reason why I don't like to be out of control because I don't like it, I don't like the effect it can have unintentional effects it can have on others. Like it makes me feel bad if someone's like you're the thing that you did because you were so out of control really upset me. Like that would that kills me. So like I, I hyper control it. Um, so like seeing the way that she moves through the world as like chaos incarnate and how it literally affects everybody around her all the time, both frustrated me, but also reminded me of something that I'm working towards as a human being and like allowing things to, like Seth said, allowing things to be, I'm David <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm David. I have, I have these things and I'm like, I have to do this thing. I need this thing. And I, I, I gotta have control over this situation. And like, David, if you would have just like, like, let go of all that way earlier, it probably, you probably would have been out of the situation a long time ago. Not that it would have ended better for you. I don't know. Like kind of his resistance to it kind of led him to the point where he was actually able to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And like, again, his fiance sucks. Yeah. Alice Swallow sucks. Yeah. She's very she, she could have been played by like a cardboard cutout. Yeah. She's just like very And so it like led him note. going along with the chaos led him to a better outcome. Not that yeah. it always will, but it 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 got him out of his rut. He's in a rut. That's he starts this movie in a rut and he yeah. gets him out of his rut. And that's important. You got you can't yeah. live in a rut. It is a better outcome in his personal life. Um, that dinosaur did collapse at the end, so I'm not sure. Well, here's the thing about going. little little known little known fact about fossil fossils, especially fossils in most museums. They tend not to be the actual bones um, because obviously they're very fragile and they don't want something like that to happen. Hmm. So usually they're cast they're casts of bones. Real I bones. I feel led to. Well, you know, it's it's well. Not only are they are they really rare and very fragile, but also like exposure to like the elements can cause mm-hmm. them to degrade. So like they want to keep them 
in good condition so they can study them. Um, so most of the time, a lot of those fossils in museums are, 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 are casts of bones, not the actual, not the actual fossil itself. Sometimes, sometimes it is, uh, depending on where you're at. And it's 1938. So maybe they hadn't started that practice yet. I know, but that would All be, the oh, that's bones like, were a different color. So they, I think it was a cast. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but like, um, the clavicle was the, probably the real fossil. Like the, the yeah. one he's carrying around was the real one, but, but like the whole brontosaurus was probably all reconstruction. Um, but like if that if those were all real fossils, that's like even in 1938, that's like billions of dollars, right? Of of like worth of of fossils. Uh, brontosaurus is my favorite. Brontosaurus. So yeah. for 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 a while, they didn't brontosaurus didn't exist. So. Again, guys, I have weird, I have weird dinosaur knowledge. Um, so, Brontosaurus was a fossil that uh, uh, an organism that they they had discovered, and then they called it Brontosaurus. And then they found a bunch of different fossils, and they didn't really know what they belonged to, so they just assumed they went to the Brontosaurus. So they like, okay, this is a Brontosaurus. And so later down the road, someone like looked at these bones and like, these are all different. These are all different animals. That we all are saying are brontosauruses. So, like, there's no brontosaurus. This is all these pieces are different creatures. And so, for a while, they said brontosaurus is like, that's not actually a dinosaur. It's actually several different dinosaurs. It's like the, the, the brachiosaur, uh, the apatosaur, like, it's like all those. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I, I think not too long ago, they found a brand new, like, uh, a dinosaur fossil that goes in that same category. And like, well, why don't we just name this Brontosaurus? So that way now Brontosaurus is back again. So it's back again. But for a while, it technically was a misnomer. Hmm. Well, there Which you go. crazy because Littlefoot. Littlefoot, I know. That's that movie makes me cry. That's, oh, fuck. We might have to We're, watch that movie. <laughs> Land, <laughs> Land Before Time. That was the first movie I ever watched. My mom always chose It was that. my first movie. Cute. Oh, I, I was apparently remember. obsessed with it. I guess I was a Winnie the Pooh kid. I wanted to grow up to be... I was also a Winnie the Pooh kid. I wanted to grow up to be Littlefoot. That's like... I don't know I if that's smell, possible. I smell ducky. Oh, man. <laughs> what? You smell ducky? It's a, it's a line from the movie. It's a, it's a quote. I smell... There's so much cat fur on my face right There's now. There's cat fur all over you. It's on your shirt, too. I know. Uh, this so, is chaos. <laughs> working through it <laughs> again. I told myself this is the energy we're bringing. I, said, I told myself before this podcast started, I was like, "I'm just gonna let it. Go. I know it's yeah. gonna happen. Just let it just happen. Let it happen. Yeah. This movie is that." And so that's what I kind of walked away with this movie from was like feeling like, "Hey, like you're way too controlling of yourself sometimes, or at least like you feel like you need to exert so much control over a situation that that affects you, mm-hmm. and like." It's all it does is stress you out. Like it, like no harm, no foul type thing. You know what I mean? Like if you would just relax, it probably would have been fine. That's so. So that's for me. My theme glean is just like ride the chaos. Yeah. Don't fight it because <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> You're never gonna beat so you the fight chaos. It, you'll end up in jail with yep. two leopards. <laughs> this is David Bone. David Bone. <laughs> yes. Yes. There was there was quite a lot of innuendo in this film. Well, that's the other thing. This movie's very Susan's very forward. 
Yeah. She's very, like, this movie has a, a sexual undertone to it. Yeah. I mean, like she, she is, she is the, she is the jungle cat. He is her prey. It's called bringing up baby for a yeah. reason. You know? Oh, cause, cause she's trying to get pregnant. Well, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's about. Make Meg, Meg smiling. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, I don't, she's, I never put that together, but you know, maybe. I think, I, I don't mean, think she, just imagining her as a mother is kind of terrifying. Right, so, but I think well, she wants that. She would like steal someone else's baby and leave hers behind and be like, no, "Oh, worry, I'll bring baby. yours back later." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is my baby. <laughs> no, ma'am, that is not your baby. Oh, my no. mistake. <laughs> no, darling, that is not our baby. That is their baby. <laughs> my oh, why can't we? Why can't we? I realized it wasn't my baby, so I gave you this baby to hold while I went to go find my baby. I didn't want you that baby yes, back. I didn't want you to be yeah. without a baby, so you borrow my mm-hmm. baby, and I'll hold yeah. on to your baby, and we'll and then we'll do a swap. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. She, Oh baby, um, yeah. I I think it's. I mean, I think there's a lot of innuendo. There there was like Mr. Bone, really. Like that's that's the that's the name you're gonna pick. Like I, I wonder when I, that term became popular as like a term for the, like, having the sex. sex in this movie is palpable, and like especially especially Catherine Hepburn like being the one that's driving it. I think that's what's cool is like. Catherine Hepburn is in control, but she's not controlling. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Whereas like Miss Swallow, Miss Swallows, Alice Swallows is, is controlling. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like she's controlling David, but Susan is just out of control, which he gives into. You guys are just, you guys are just on your phones. Well, I'm trying to no, find. I'm, sorry, when, I'm trying to find when when Bone became yeah. an innuendo for sex. Oh, I was just thinking that, like, I'm not sure. Yeah, because I don't know if that was like a popular slang term in the in the 30s. Yeah, I never, I I never saw any. Any sexual? She I mean, steals his clothes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. There's definitely like an undertone, but I guess it's never like the main thing I'm noticing. She's because it's also she's silly. super attracted him. That's why she. Oh, keeps, she's very yeah. She's Which, like she's yeah. pursuing him. I don't like, understand. Like, yeah. like she's, I don't. She's understand. hunting him. I don't understand why why Susan is into him personally. I think it's Cary Grant. Well, I think my my thing is I think it's because he doesn't just like let her get away with the banana shit that she does. Like the, again, this, her character reeks of white privilege, rich white privilege. She just does whatever she wants and people just let her do it. Yeah. She can just get away with it. And like, that's funny for a movie, but that's also something that's really frustrating is like, you can just get away with any, anything you want. She literally gets out of jail. Yeah. She escapes jail. Yeah. (laughs) And everybody's like, huh. And it's all like funny when you're watching it because you're like, it's silly because they shouldn't have been in there because it's a leopard. Right. But then you're like, well, what if they needed to be in jail and they could just get out? They, here's the thing. <laughs> she did just, she did, has broken very many laws in this movie. She's stolen three cars. She she released, uh, you, you released a dangerous animal. You, you guys aren't, nec- I mean, maybe, I don't know. 
my theme glean has a phrase attached to it and, and you, you might not like it. I'm looking for a picture of Cary Grant to prove to you why any woman would look at Cary Grant. Well, well maybe not again, any woman. But. Throughout the whole movie, people are just like, she gets away with anything she wants. And I think he's the only person that's like, I'm going to hold you accountable. This, to, like, this is my car. I'm not letting, yeah. get off of, get off of my, yeah. you know, it's like, no, this is my car. <laughs> it's a, this movie is my theme gleam. He's a handsome fella. Sorry. Look at him. He's a handsome fella. I'm Look at him. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're much handsomer without your glasses. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the words. It's about the power of the pussy. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that as soon as as soon as you like were leading up to it. As like he's gonna say something about about cats. Yeah. It's about okay. the power of the pussy. I think. Well, sometimes a leopard is just a leopard, and a bone is just a bone. No, not in this movie. I don't know. Here's the thing. I agree to disagree. Leopard leopard print is is I think is linked to is kind of linked to sex in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's like a se- yeah. It's, and boning is linked to sex in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a lot so of, like the two a lot of sex in this movie. I think it, all of it like there's it, a wildness. I don't know if it has to be. He wears I, a I negligee. I don't know. To me, that all reads is like oh, it's. I'm not saying they're not like that's not it. I just don't think I, and I'm not saying your your theme isn't fair. I'm just saying I don't I don't see it when I watch it. I'm not like this is like sexy. She's that, after that whole scene where they get wet is erotic. Like they both fall in and then they go they dry off. <laughs> is that erotic? Megan's face. Megan's face. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just wondering. <laughs> For the 30s, it is. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, here's this a, was. Here's the thing about the 30s. Like, yeah, like they could not be so overtly like sexual uh, yeah. with their with their stuff at that time. Wait, was this, this was, this was not pre code. This was during the code. Uh, this was 38. Yeah, 38. Yeah. So, yeah, they had to be, which I love. I do like that about, I think in a lot of movies that I like from that time period, like to have and have not, or even like, I don't know, Philadelphia story. Like though there is that in that banter, there is that like sexual tension that is more palpable to me. And I see that a lot more in like a Bacall and Bogey movie or like even some Spencer Tracy movies. But in this one, I'm like, this is just it's more slapstick to me than that. I'm not saying it's not well, part of it. It's but. kinda there's a tantricness to it because they don't ever even kiss in the movie. No. Right. Like they fall down even, before they even at the even at the end when like, you know, she he like That's my pulls favorite. her up. Heart. Like they they like go in like they're gonna kiss, but instead mm-hmm. he like cr- goes into like the crook of her neck and then mm-hmm. like hugs. Like there is no like, kiss it, at the end. This is what I find. This is the beauty I find. It's tantric. It is tantric. It is tantric. And Cary Grant is in control, even though it seems like um, Catherine Hepburn is in control. So like the moments, the two moments that stand out the most to me. And I guess this is romantic of me, but uh, about time when, when she is uh, begging him, when she is begging him, like, "Oh, you're gonna like kick me out? You're gonna make me go?" She knows, she knows that he's not mm-hmm. right, but like she, she like it's the first time she's showing him how much that she actually cares about him and like and and then at the very end at the very end 
when she's like she like knocks down the whole dinosaur and everything and like he's like upset but she's like but you still love me mm-hmm. but you still love me and it's because she knows yeah she knows he does you know mm-hmm. and like but like it's like she knows she has safety with him mm-hmm. and and well yeah if someone's gonna put you through all that and still love you at the yeah. end of it yeah that's that's real and he and also something she's so like chaotic and fluid and he's something to kind of anchor her yeah mm-hmm. well and she like trusts his like i don't know it's i'm trying to find the right words like they're undeniably like It's you can't deny that they're they have this thing between them, like you can't. Yeah, their chemistry is immediate. Like, yeah. like soon, the moment she tries to hit his ball, the moment she grabs his Kinda. ball <laughs> and drives his car, yeah. she revs his engine. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I just I guess um, I don't really see it as like a control thing. I see them more as being like matched and not evenly matched even feels weird for them. But like they each, they're crazy in very complimentary ways. They're, they're. And honestly, that's what you're looking for in a relationship. Exactly. Their neuroses match up really nicely. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it. I do like that scene that you were mentioning, Seth. The the you gotta you gotta you gotta send yeah. me away. Because it's, oh. it's weird. It's weird because like it seems like it seems like she's begging, but it's a performance. It's still a performance. Yeah. she's yeah. She knows what she's doing yeah. the entire time, yeah. but it's also genuine. Like she knows what yeah. she's doing, but it is. But that's what I what I'm saying is I think Cary Grant's care. I think I think Mr. Bone. Uh, I don't even know his real name, David. Huxley, uh, David, uh, David I, Huxley. I think David. I think David sees through her bullshit. Like he sees through her bullshit, and but he can't control it. But he sees through well, it. Well, I agree, but I don't think he even. I think he sees through it, but I don't think he's reading it as bullshit. I think he's just like I see that in there. There is somebody who like knows what they're doing, yeah, and is very aware of their actions, but has just decided like this is is just this way. This is her personality. Yeah. So I don't think he reads it as bullshit. I think he's like. She's just kind of crazy. Uh, and, and, and it works for her. It. Yeah. And it, it works does work for her. For her. She, like, she looks like that. <laughs> that's true. Oh, and yeah. she gets away with a lot. And she's also like a sweet, like an endearing yeah. crazy. Well, she doesn't, you know? Know. She doesn't have to. She can't, she's allowed she's to do whatever mean. she wants. She can do whatever yeah. she wants. Honestly, the, I made the joke earlier in the intro, but like, honestly, it does remind me a little bit of Baby from Dance, Dirty Dancing. Like, it's like, oh, wow, you can get away with a lot more than other people can. Right, yeah. She does have kind of like a... Which is like, again, upper point. upper class white woman. Young yeah. white woman. Uh, but yeah. like, like she parks in front of the, the fire pump. <laughs> it's not a hydrant. It's a fire pump. Her little laugh, every time she does that, I can't do it. But the, I, I'll do it when I'm not being recorded. But her little laugh every time somebody catches her doing something when she's like, no. <laughs> the, no, this, this isn't my... That's my car. Well, yeah. whose car is this? You think this is my car? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Oh. And then she takes that car. <laughs> she does. She yeah. does. Like, like, I'm like, oh my God, you can get away with anything. And that, um, I'm envious. 
It's like I said, her craziness works for her. She's just like, oh, I'll just have the gardener bring him back tomorrow. And no one and that's the other thing is like in the thirty in the thirties, police work was much harder. Also, dude, when they're like they think he's a peeping Tom and they're just immediately like, get out your gun. We're gonna I was like, mm, 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 mm-hmm. no. <laughs> well, what about the guy who's like thinks she's a crazy woman is like Let's bring you inside. Let's bring you I inside. I know. Yeah, that, that part always kind of weirds me out because she's like really panicky. And I'm like, well, it's fair. You should be. That, I don't know this That man. poor couple. Oh. <laughs> that's one of my. Trolled the whole time. I know. Mr. Although P- I think that Mr. scene Peabody where she's too. talking to them. Yeah, that scene where she's talking to them and singing at their roof is one of my favorites. I think that's. I'm singing. Fun. Yes, I yeah. know you're singing. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop singing. <laughs> Not you, the leopard. Yeah. <laughs> There's no uh, leopard on my roof. Oh, surely there is. My favorite character. <laughs> okay, there's no leopard on your roof. I really like my favorite side character is uh, the Irish, the Irish like yeah guy that is like the, the one who's drunk. Yeah, the ones that's like they say not to not to not touch the drink. Mm. Uh, it's always strange to me in how these in these old movies how like other characters just appear. You know, like yeah, I, I guess it was very no... vaudevillian. Like yeah. that's a va- yeah. that's a, like a holdover from vaudeville. It's mm-hmm. like these like side bits. Like this, like like this. This movie's very gaggy. It's very it mm-hmm. is yeah. slapstick. It is very bits. It's very bit heavy. Yeah, and um, I, like I don't you could know... like break down like the jail bit and the 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 uh, the olive bit, like the, like the the mm-hmm. restaurant bit, the golf bit. Yeah. Like you can break down like I've tried that. Oh, the the, the, the dress bit, like. That yeah. they've reused that. I Hawks that. himself has reused that move, that same exact yeah. like choreography in other movies. I think because that's it is why it's such a good bit. I get mm-hmm. exhausted, which is ironic because I'm a comedian. But like I I don't really like bitty bits. Mm-hmm. Well, we're 90 years removed from yeah. this almost. Because yeah. so like, to me it's like it's just like a to me it's a you see once you see the trick, you get that you understand the trick. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's that's another sexual scene is like with the with the ripping of the dress and like the the yeah, hat yeah. on the uh, like he's like the slap, hat? he's like slapping yeah. her butt with this yeah. hat and she's like and she's like oh oh you're like, making a like, little bit sense. yeah yeah it's, it's like, like what is wrong you have made a spectacle here David he's like he's spanking her like a little baby yeah. The love impulse. In the love impulse. See, that's what I'm saying. You're a fixation. That's something. <laughs> yeah. that, that's something I don't like, and that's something that's like, it, it's it's a common depiction, and I, it's probably true, but like, it's something that I find frustrating. That this, that the the people that are supposed to be together are the ones that are arguing. Like, why is that? Like, hmm. like. Well, so. From a, stru- for a better story. Yeah, for, from a from a structural from a like a story structure standpoint, I've actually read a handful of books about this. Um, a handful. This, <laughs> well, yeah, like like literally like two or three <laughs> sorry, sorry, books please. about about screenwriting structure, particularly some about like romantic comedies and or like buddy comedies. The reason why they fight is because the whole point of the movie is. The love story between them right and like it can't they can't be it can't be easy to start or else there's no movie right like mm-hmm. it can't they, they need to have to fight for each other kind of thing but there has to be real conflict life between perspective them. is that true what? no you know? of course not if, honestly right you don't want that in life you don't want like that's a toxic relationship yeah but that's it, my but, point is but for for a, for a story they can't it can't be easy for them like they, right. you have to see them fight for their for their love for each other. 
because that like what, or fight other obstacles right. if they're that, not fighting. Yeah, that's what makes the story conflict. and their love re- like rewarding to the audience. But like to them, like is any take any classic that's romantic coming off. Take take any classic romantic comedy. Those people are being tortured. Like, yeah. Like they're being they're going through hell. Like they get a really great reward at the end of going through hell. But like they are. Like if you were going through anything that any person in a romantic comedy was going through in your real life, you'd you'd be so stressed and full of anxiety. You like this is like the worst time of my life. I yeah no that's interesting because I do think like watching so many of this one's a little different I think because it's so silly. Mm-hmm. But um, there are so many of those movies where like it seems like to fall in love you have to be like suffering. In some way, I don't, I, and I think that was internalized a little bit. So it's taken me a minute to be like, no, it should be fun the entire time. Like if there's like a conflict, it shouldn't be. I, so that's I, changed, at least in the beginning. You know, I don't know. I it's not going to be fun the whole I, time. I do believe in order to like know what love is, you have to have experienced kind of the opposite. So like, it's just like anything for you. You have to like know what's not like. I mean, I'm you have to know what's not funny to find things funny. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, I don't know. A I, lot of people find out what's not funny. Yeah. Cause yeah, they try and be funny to this podcast. No, we're uh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We're hilarious. But what I was saying is I think there's that perpetuation in this movie actually even brings it up. This idea that like, Oh, if somebody's picking on you or if somebody is, is being mean to you, it means they like you. Yeah. And it's like, that's true. So- it's true. Sometimes in children, Right, and, and children. And, but like – but people use that as like an excuse of like if someone's treating you like crap, they it must mean because they like you. Like right. that's kind of the same idea that this movie kind of like, oh, it's the love impulse. You're fighting with me. You're seeking me out to fight with me because you love mm-hmm. me. I'm a fixation. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you're the one that's like seeking him out, dude. Yeah. That's that's what I find. But she's always behind him. Yeah. That, that's what I or like always behind her. about this movie is that she's pursuing him, which is mm-hmm. so – Yeah. Which is like you don't see – and I think that's why this movie is was successful, right? Is like sh- we're seeing a woman pursue a man in media in the forties, mm-hmm. you know, and but she's like a tame leopard, right? Like there's the there's the there's the bad leopard, which is like her and the when she's playing the the swinging door and the and the mm-hmm. uh, jail cell. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's so, such a funny bit. Yeah. Yeah. But like that, but she's a tame leopard, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's still a leopard, but like she's tame. She's not a bad leopard. She's not going to like, mm. so I think it's a depiction of like a woman pursuing what she wants, you know, which is, mm-hmm. which is like, re- was definitely refreshing in the time period. Mm-hmm. Well, like. So in the kind of a really good inverse of Roman Holiday. In Roman Holiday, it's like this like the man kind of tricking the woman to get what he needs and kind yeah. of him pursuing at her. At first, yeah. At first, right? And then it and then it flips. So this is kind of like the inverse of that a little bit where it's the woman who's like completely kind of manipulating the guy to keep him around long enough to fall in love with her. See, but I think yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I do from what I know about during the time where the Hayes Code was implemented, women's roles and their 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 dialogue, their actresses and actors just got so good at like 
at kind of portraying that control of themselves and what they were looking for in really subtle ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, and also obviously like it was a little more fun pre-code cause they had more diverse roles and could, you know, take a little more control, but they got really good at kind of like sneaking it in there. Um, and I love that about like, like another one of my favorites from, I don't know how much later this one was, but to have and have not Lauren Bacall is a woman who's very like sure of herself and is going after Humphrey Bogart. Like mm-hmm. there are a good amount of those roles in that time period, but they're normally played as like a, not even a femme fatale, but a very like cool, sexy, mm-hmm. you know, sultry woman, which is great. But I think I like this one so much because like she does know what she wants, but she's also kind of goofy. She's so earnest. She's, she's so earnest. She's and so I, earnest. And that's I relate what's to that so her. much more. Yeah. I think like what there's like to get to maybe why I like it even more than like what I've already said, watching her in some scenes where she's just kind of like, I don't know. I have a tendency to be maybe a little flighty and silly in moments where other people are like, just like we're done with a bit. Like sometimes I go like when they're digging up all the holes and she's like, Oh look, David, he found a boot. <laughs> like, I feel like I really see myself in that moment. Or no, she's George. like another boot. Yeah. Bone, not boot. <laughs> I feel a kinship with her in that moment. Or like I, my, one of my favorite bits of all time, any movie ever is her. I was born on the side of a hill bit. That's, that's good. That one's oh. a good bit. One time I was out downtown in Orlando and my heel broke and you could not get me to stop doing that. And nobody, I was out with people. They were like, what are you doing? Like, what's that from? And I was like, you don't, no one understands. David, my heel broke. I was born on the side of a hill. That's the best bit. Yeah. It's so good. So I just, I like that about her. I find it's so much more fun. And I mean, both can be fun. Like the sultry, sexy, cool girl thing can Mm. be fun. It's just, it's not as um, accessible to me, I guess. Well, David, as long as we're wet, we at least should have got to the other side. <laughs> yeah. 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 That scene is erotic. Like, them, Did we make it to the other side? Them, them like, no. drying off by the fire, that's hot. That was hot. Literally, it's yeah. a fire. That's hot. <laughs> it's, yeah, literal. You really are handsome without your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think... Do you have a theme? Do you have a theme, Glean, Megan? I don't know. I think that was, I hadn't really thought about why I uh, like, I love her so much in this movie in particular. I love her in everything, but she's just so much, she's extra endearing in this for me, but I don't know if I have a theme glean other than it's fun to watch a woman who is like, she is in charge of herself and she knows what she wants, but she's not being, she's a little manipulative, but a little. She's, she's a lot Look, manipulative. Look, you could reframe this movie as as a horror movie. No, you could. Because she, she's I, Annie Wilk. She is Annie Wilkesing this guy so one hard. One of my favorite. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just she's very um, short of tying him to a bed and breaking his ankles. She's done almost everything else. I know, but you know what? In I think part of it also is that she comes across as very flighty and very like maybe people wouldn't think that she knows what she's doing or is as smart as she, she is, is sharp. because she's like hyper feminine and like, like kind of like, I don't know. Well, she gets, she gets him outside of himself. Yeah. But know? she's so, you know what I mean? She's so like, not people might think she's dumb well, and it would be easy she's to very think clearly that, not. Right. It'd be easy to think that because of the way that she like makes these, like, because she is so, she is so chaotic Mm-hmm. She like has these misunderstandings constantly that would make you think that's like, are you like, are you, are you dumb? Like, right. like she's definitely not. She's not. She's not. She's not at all. She's really sharp. 
She's very she's very witty. But like it's because she's so scattered that she misses information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I also relate to a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She's it's like she just like much. does not pay attention enough to like pick up on subtle bits of info. And so like it's like like yeah, if someone's like, This is my car. No, like uh, like oh don't worry, I'll be gone in a moment. So it's like she's mm-hmm. just not paying attention to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, get off of my car. It's this is my car. Well then you you know, why would you be on your own car? <laughs> you know, your golf ball, your car. <laughs> well, see that little dot there. It's see that little circle. That's I mean, that demos. Yeah, well, I mean, if it was square, it wouldn't walk very well. <laughs> she like, forces she's, him. I love that line. She forces I love him. Love that line. She forces him to be present. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's so in his own head about what he's trying to do the whole time. Yeah. Like she brings him into the moment. You know. But she's yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just that's that I think that's what it is is like she she's not controlling him but she makes him present. She does mm-hmm. make him yeah. be in the moment. And like I think by being entirely herself right. it yeah. makes him right. Yeah, yeah. which I, I really like that. She herself is so in the moment that that's why she like misses information. You know, she yeah. she leaves her purse at the bar and picks up somebody else's purse and then like hands him, you know, like you know, all like, that whole misunderstanding, all she that. She doesn't stuff. think that it yeah. might be. And yeah. like she doesn't care about dinosaurs or like anything that he does really it's a bone it's a bone david yes it's a bone it's a very important bone which i like it's just a bone david dogs love bones because it's like she loves him for who he is not for like what he does you know what i mean right like she doesn't give a shit about dinosaurs you know no absolutely clearly yeah yeah (laughs) it's an intercostal clavicle yeah and i think yeah she also in a time period where it wasn't really in, in a lot of these movies, like even My Man Godfrey, like that kind of, it evens out the playing field a tiny bit because she's got money. So like she doesn't need him for anything other than she likes him. Speaking and she's also capable bitch. of doing things herself because that part yeah. where he's like, she needs me. She's helpless on her own. And then it cuts to her like she has gotten this very dangerous. You, you just went silent, Megan. Nora stepped on her. I was going to say. I was going to say, it cuts from, sorry, it cuts from um, him saying that she needs me to her with the very dangerous leopard on a leash. Like she's gotten it. She's gotten it done. She'd be fine without him. But she'll be better with him because he can kind of guide her chaos. Yeah. I'm wondering how much is a million dollars these days from that? $40 billion. It's uh, $21 million. Shit. That's how much this woman this woman was like equivalent to what this woman was just gonna like give away to his museum. That's a lot nice. of money to a museum. Nice. Twenty one yeah. million dollars. Like that's significant. She's rich yeah. as fuck. Well, I think the song yeah. really like does sum it up, right? Like all right. I can give you is all love. I can give you is love. Like, mm-hmm. like that's all that they can provide each other. Really, I mean, I guess she's mm-hmm. providing money. money, but like yeah, that doesn't hurt. But like that's that for the time period was very very like unconventional, right? Like mm-hmm. that's I mean at the time would have been almost like what the woman is the the woman is the the breadwinner in this situation. Like so I don't think I don't think for the man or for for David it was like a valuable like it was valuable for is because what he needed. Mm. But it's not something that like he feels like he's validating the relationship with, you know, mm-hmm. like he has to let go of his 
It was it I, had nothing to he had nothing to do with the getting of that money. Mm-hmm. No, nah. Yeah. Honestly, he worked he worked against himself yeah. the entire yeah. time. Like he even yeah. says it. He's like, I'm doing everything I can to ensure that I yeah. don't get this money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not on purpose, just because it's what's mm-hmm. happening. I'm hit. Yeah. I, I left the guy on the golf course. I left him at the restaurant. I hit him with a rock. So he thinks. <laughs> but really, what he needed to do was give in to her. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's so something that I really liked at the end of this movie because like. This movie is very slapsticky, but it's not like cartoonish necessarily. I mean, sometimes it get dips a little there. It doesn't get super like to me. It get, turns into a cartoon right at the end of the movie with the ladder bit. Yeah, where it's like that. Even the jail bits a little bit. Yeah. They're like really going for it. But yeah. even then, that's like, did they not have IDs back in the thirties? Right. Like, can yeah. you check someone's ID? Well, she probably didn't. I guess when they were like. Not, but Going nobody brought hunting, their ID. They didn't have it. Yeah, no, nobody. Like, like, maybe rich, honestly, rich people not being prepared. Yeah. Feels pretty real. So that's something. But I was just like, this whole thing, this the bit of like, no, she's in bed sleeping. Don't call the missus again. She's in bed sleeping. Like, go check the fucking bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> stupid. Yeah. If she says she's here, just check. But anyway, but I digress. The, the latter bit is like w- way dips into like almost like old school looney tunes style yeah com like comedy slapstick where like the ladder is like like no way that ladder is like doing that thing all by itself right of course but like i think it represents this idea that they they like they both off balance each other they both like get each other off balance put as the kids say uh they put each other on tilt literally Mm -hmm. and even she's like why are you leaning he's like i'm not leaning (laughs) and he's Mm -hmm. doing this stop rocking stop rocking david a goober. I'm so glad you brought up the, um, of course it's a circle. If it were a square, it wouldn't roll into it. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's so good. It is very, it's very good. And like, I think she's just like misses information because she just yeah. does not care. Uh Oh, it's, Oh my God. A ghost. I think it's a dog. No ghost. <laughs> um, I also really like when he's like, I'm merely trying to play golf. Well, you choose the funniest places. This is a parking lot. <laughs> She, yeah, she's very funny. And that's, I think, like you said, like that could definitely lend people to thinking that she's stupid because she's just like, yeah. how don't you understand what I'm what I'm saying to you? Right. And she's like, I just don't she's care. She's working up here. Right. She's on a different level. Yeah. She's like, I just don't care what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not dumb. I just don't think I need to be in this conversation mm-hmm. in the way you and are. This, that little olive trick is she's like, she just, I lo- I, she just can't get it. I watched that movie and I was like, well, that's going to be my thing. I have to figure out how to do that. Can you do it? Uh, no, I but I've tried a lot of times. I've gotten it once. I said, it feels. I feel like it's not. It, no, no you're offense. just flipping. I said, it it's not hard. I was gonna say it doesn't feel like it'd be that hard. It's just it's hard to. I don't have as much coordinate like mm-hmm. hand eye coordination as I need. I actually, I actually did a show recently where I was ho- I was hosting this show, and um, I in between uh, introduced it was like a cabaret. So in between each guest, oh, I would like cool. do some bets. Yeah, I would do some like bits, and one the whole the whole place was like actors and theater people. So I was like, you know, us actors, we we all have weird things, weird skills on our resume. We're encouraged to put weird skills on our resumes mm-hmm. um, for certain things. And so like I was like, okay, like what are some weird skills that you have in your resume? And people are like, I can wiggle my ears, and and someone's like, I you know I'm certified to handle wild animals. And I was like, oh wow, those are really cool. One that's on my resume is I'm really good at catching food in my mouth. And I don't mean like eating. I'm actually really good at like someone throwing, throwing. food. And I'm really good at catching things in my mouth. It's hard. It is hard. It's a skill that, and it's it is a skill. And so I was like, yeah. I'll prove it. So I put a 
a big jug of cheese balls on the stage. And I brought up two audience, random audience members. And I was like, all right, Mm -hmm. you guys are just going to go shot for shot and see who can make the most. Uh Um, And uh, I was like, just to prove that it's going to be your skill, not my skill. uh, I was like, okay, do two practice shots. And I caught 16 in a row. Like, oh, you could do the olive that's what trick say. For, easy. For me, maybe so. I'm, maybe I'm a little. I have a. I have yeah. a, You know, a bias because I like. I was like. I feel like I could do that no problem. But yeah, you could. But uh, I'm it, back. I've learned a lot about. Hi, I, I'm learning a lot about Ricky. Yeah. I catch balls in my mouth. Yeah, he's really good. He has this. <laughs> it's a special skill. Like he can catch anything in his mouth. You just said. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I was I a sounder. I, I, I hosted a. I hosted a show recently, like a cabaret, and. Um, it was with a bunch of theater people and I was like, you know, we all put weird things on our resume. And like, so I got some from the audience. I was like, this is mine. And, and I told them and I was like, I can prove it. And so I brought two audience members up and they, they literally were tossing cheese balls and I caught like 15, 16 in a row. And like, they were doing like behind, so they were like doing like reverse, like behind the back. They were doing like under the leg. We did it like across the entire stage. I just, I was like, you guys can't miss as long as it's like a decent throw. I can probably catch it. But, uh, I digress. I love that there's cat scratches. Oh my gosh! So I, I know she's adding ambiance. Yes. She's driving me crazy because I know if I let her out, she she's just, gonna yeah. immediately scream to get back in. So I can't. That's cats for you. Anyway, um, sorry. Well, what I was saying, what I can give you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was saying about the uh, the ladder bit is that they both put each other on tilt, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also balance each other like that. That like mm-hmm. they like are in. Even though they're both kind of like on tilt, and they're both kind of like off balancing each other. They're in yeah. they're in sync though, in yeah. a weird way. They are. There are also a lot of moments where he kind of like there are kind of bits like mm-hmm. the one where he says, "In moments of silence, I'm strangely drawn towards you." Or mm-hmm. he says something like, "I I like you, but there are limits to what a man can bear." Like mm-hmm. he says a few times that he is drawn to her and he likes her, but it's just it's one I of those he, things where it's like he's genuinely just like frustrated. <laughs> There's pleasure in the pain, so. though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. like he's kind of having a good time. He kind of is having a good time. <laughs> yeah. well, he said it was the best day of his life. Yeah. He did at the yeah. He it's realized that, it's that begr- it's like that begrudging thing. It reminds me it. a little yeah. bit like the the planes, trains, and automobiles of it all, right? It's like it's so frustrating because you have you're so single minded in what you want, right? He mm-hmm. wants to get his bone. He he wants to his his business succeed. He wants to get married. Like. He wants to get married. I, 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 and this person me, is 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 causing all this stuff to like delay what he wants. But truthfully, it's it's the fu- it gets again it gets him out of his rut, and it's like oh my god, I I forgot how fun it can be to like be wild. Yeah, or maybe he never really knew. Maybe mm-hmm. he never let himself, even yeah. though he he wanted to a little bit. I I, I understand because for me, like I crave being out of control. Like, I want to be out of control, you know, like, I, I, I feel too in control, not, not, I don't mean like, I'm, I want to be surprised. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I, I'm not saying I'm like a manipulative mastermind, but I'm saying like, most of life does not surprise me day to day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel, I don't feel like I don't know what's going to happen most of the time. And like everything feels, everything in life feels very predictable. You're, you're, that's your rose from Titanic. Yeah, I guess. Trait. I guess. Yeah. I guess. And so. That was her whole thing. Uh, and so like I crave 
feeling out of control. Like I like, and so I understand, like, I think that's why I like, that's why I like Susan is like, cause she just, she just like, you can't, there's no, there's no put, no, no wrangling her in, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think it's, uh, it gets <laughs> it's him outside I- of himself. It just reminds me of her coming in with that second leopard and be like, come on now. I'm, so, I'm just yeah. as stubborn as you are. Yeah. <laughs> come on. It's just like, it's just like, no. That's, that's <laughs> an actual like, wild animal. Yeah. She's, she's just like decided in her reality that she's going to get the leopard there. So she does. Oh, come on, baby. Yeah. Why are you yeah. fighting me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You swiped at me several times on the way here. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so silly. She's very capable, but Jesus. Yeah. Like that that leopard. And even the other leopard runs away from the from the other leopard. Yeah, yeah. Baby. That leopard's so cute. <laughs> the the nice one. Mm-hmm. They're both it's, cute. It's the same leopard. It is. I know, I yeah, but the I'm less inclined to Yeah, pet one leopard the looks mean. one that is growling. Yeah. This is baby. She she likes dogs. I don't know if that means she she she's fond of them or if she likes to likes eat to them. Eat dogs. <laughs> it's like we'll, so we'll sometimes. find out later. <laughs> she loves dogs. Oh, speaking of dogs, that that George, what an annoying dog. Oh, he just wouldn't shut up. No, that dog yeah. is really like I know that that's what they they were ask they obviously were asking him to be that annoying. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. he's doing his job. As a dog mm-hmm. performer, he's doing his job, but like, God dang it, was I getting so sick of hearing that? That they dog say that they say that during the like, scenes. I was like, God damn, yeah, I'm con- so sick of hearing she, that. She's like influx of sound is what the drove yapping. Me, what drove me bonkers. That's kind of fair. There are moments when I'm watching it too where I'm like, this is a lot. But I, even the aunt when Catherine Hepburn and when Susan is like. David's looking for George. He loves George. His, George is his favorite dog. And he's like, you and I both know that George is a nightmare. He says something like that or a terror. <laughs> George is awful. And like, again, it. I'm sure the dog performer is lovely because they were just no, asking sure. him to be really, they were commanding him to be really annoying. But like, yeah. I was like, God damn this dog. He's just so good at his role. He's so you good. Know? You know, he's so talented. It's like one of those actors in like a movie that plays like a bad guy so well <sighs> that it makes you hate the actor. Like yeah. the, the kid who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones. It's like, yeah, man, you exactly were just so like good that. at being this little shit that I can't, no, I hate I you. Hate you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's George. <laughs> There are definitely moments in this movie where it's it's a sensory overload, and I I will I say though that. it was cute to watch a real dog play with a real with a real leopard. That's it scared that, me a little that bit. That was horrifying. It scared I, me a little bit. I was like, there were animals harmed in this movie. <laughs> like, no, there no. weren't. That jack that that leopard was very well trained. It never hurt Dang. anybody. It worked. His name was Nisa, and Nisa was three years old. And Nisa uh, worked in the biz for a long truck? time. Those we were, never even saw them. Those okay, you know what? I'll take that back. They're, those looked like real chickens. Yeah, and they look yeah. like they did actually fall. Yeah, and I, hope not. I, I don't. Not. I hope not. But it looks like yes. But like the dogs were fine for sure. Well, you know, they were in the middle of the road. She's never hit anything that was where it was supposed. to <laughs> be. It was on the side of the. Road. Yeah, I've never hit anything that wasn't where it was supposed to be. That That's a funny line. Be. This means like, yeah. oh, you've hit a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen it earlier in the movie. She like t- completely destroys her, like I think her own car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh gosh. Again, like, like the, how'd she get the keys to his car? <laughs> That's what I was wondering too. Every time I watch it, I'm like, did you leave your keys in your car? I think That's did. the only way. I think he did. Because she's not, she doesn't know. Well, ev- it seems like everybody in this movie does because she also steals mm-hmm. another car later. So things she just were different. With it. 
Things were different. Very trusting. They didn't carry IDs and they left their keys in their cars. Yeah. Um, just hoping for but, the uh, best. This, you know what that watching that scene with the dog and the and the leopard reminded me of that movie Milo and Otis. Mm. Yeah, I loved that movie. You, that's you know on what? The list. I say you know you, you guys know about that movie, right? Yeah, they like, killed a like, lot of animals. They killed a lot of animals yeah. in that movie. I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of animals did died. They? Yeah. It's because they because they did they all the the animal like the whole movie is like the animals are doing all those things. Like that's rules are real animals. That. That's so, and so sad. They, like, put, they like threw cats in holes and they Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> God, they put tur- they put dogs that. on top of turtles and oh. so yeah. like a lot of animals were hurt in that movie. Abandoned animals in oceans. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. On oh, sorry. Just as I want to get off that topic okay. on a lighter note. Have you well, it's kind of the same topic, but have you seen the the clip they talked about it on how did this get made of um I think it's a Hulk Hogan movie called like Mr. Nanny. I've heard of Mr. Nanny. <laughs> There's a clip in the beginning in the opening credit sequence where he's like riding around on a motorcycle and in the background, and then you can find this clip online, somebody, a man just throws a dog into the ocean, just like in the background. And I'm sure the dog's fine. It was a big dog. I think he was swimming, but it's just the funniest. That is weird. Like just right behind Hulk Hogan, there's just a man launching a dog. Animals in movies is always fascinating to me. And like when they're using real animals. So like. Cause like that was obviously more commonplace back at, back in early Hollywood, like the actual animals, like interacting. There was this, I can't remember what, who they were called, what they were the name of the family, but there's this family and they were very well known here in LA and because they lived out in Malibu who had a ranch that had all these wild, these like wild cats on it. Like they were just like roamed free. They had like lions and tigers, tigers and, and they, well, not oh, bears. They, it was mostly big cats. Um, but, uh, but they like, they would use them for movies and they would make their own movies with these animals and stuff. And like, they got hurt. They, those animals mauled people several times and yet they, they still shot movies with those animals and they just like attack people on film. Like they're, they're, their movies actually show people getting mauled and they're like, like, okay, we'll just use that footage. (laughs) Horrible. Thank, Thank goodness this leopard was, was super chill. Yeah, adorable. Can you see? Yeah, <laughs> she's just hanging out right in the corner there. So cute. She knows her. She knows that she's in frame. <laughs> she's like she's hit her mark. This is my good side. I put a little X on the ground right there. I'll just be in the background. <laughs> I love it. This is Spike. That's her Spike. Yeah. I love it. Uh, all right. Does anyone else have any other feelings they want to share about this movie before we wrap it up today? Mm-hmm. No, we feeling. I don't think so. We feeling babied out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope they're not feeling babied out. Oh no, Seth, is that a segue? Don't tell us. We have to do our our pitches first. We have to do our 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 social medias first. So, uh, yes, uh, that was our discussion of bringing up baby today. We hope you guys enjoyed it. If you uh, want to let us know what you think of bringing up baby, please let us know. Share it on our social media. Speaking of which, social medias, uh, Seth, shout yourself out, buddy. Yeah, you can find me on X. Uh, at the birdie word that's d-h-e-b-i-r-d-y-w-o-r-d or you can find me on instagram at seth adam crow that's s-e-t-h-a-d-a-m-c-r-o-w-e and you can find my website at sethcrow.com and that's crow always with an e and keep an eye out i will have my show up there in the next couple months so if you're a listener and want to watch it it'll be there all right megan your turn shout yourself out yeah you can Find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Jane 61 M E A G H A N. And then some of my writing linked there at my other profile, sometimes songs. 
Awesome. And I'm Ricardo Blade Diaz. You can find me at Ricardo Blade Diaz on TikTok and Instagram. And you can find this show, the What's It About Film Podcast, bringing up new episodes. Bringing, bringing up new episodes. Bringing up new episodes every Friday morning uh, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, all the places where you can find podcasts. Uh, and you can find the social medias for the show at Instagram at What's It About Podcast and on TikTok at What's It About Pod. Uh, and that's it. So Seth is up on deck. Seth, I have what one movie are we watching thought. next week? I have one final thought. I thought it, Let's you know, it, buddy. like art reflects life or whatever. It's weird that I uh, was like, I've been referring to this show I'm working on as this giant dinosaur I've found uh, and that I am in the stage where I'm finally like taking a brush to it and cleaning up all the bones and putting it together. So I thought it was really weird that it was like... I don't know. A paleo. Let's hope it doesn't collapse. Yeah. Don't cosmic. Don't let Megan near it. She'll break. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I I like. So I, I was really struggling on what to pick, uh, and I don't know why. But um, as we were talking about this, I just had a resounding feeling that we're not done with baby. So we've done a lot of baby lately. Yeah, (laughs) we have. We did Dirty Dancing, and then we did Bringing oh, Up Baby. Yeah, I guess we're not done with Baby. Uh, Is it Three Men and a Baby? We're going to do, because I'm getting a new car soon, we're going to do Baby Driver. I love this movie. I Me know, too. I know there is like a thing with the fact Kevin Spacey's in it, and like, but like, and Ansel Elgort. Yeah, but like the movie is so good, so yeah. I'm super excited to do yeah. this movie. Yeah. I love Baby Driver. I haven't Great watched pick. it in some time. Great, Great pick. pick, yeah. So if you guys want to watch Baby Driver along with us, as 2017's Baby Driver. Uh, it is available to stream on Sling TV uh, with and Hulu with a subscription. It looks like it's free to watch if you have uh, cable uh, on FX Now. Uh, and it is pay to rent on YouTube, Google Play Movies and TV, Apple TV, and Voodoo. Uh, it's pronounced... It's spelled baby. B-A-B-Y baby. B-A-B-Y baby. <laughs> yeah. B-A-B-Y. B-A-B-Y baby. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and having a discussion. And we will talk to you again next time. Goodbye. Adios. Bye.